Hello, sunshine, and welcome back to the Gold Biz Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Traxler. In today's episode, we're talking all about my failures and lessons in 2023 because, yes, there was a ton. A lot of good things, a lot of not-so-ideal things, a lot of lessons and failures just as it comes with business. So I figured I would just sit down and do an episode just chatting through what worked for me, what didn't work for me, highlights on my year, failures, lessons, what I'm going into 2024 with the mindset of and tactics that were bringing on over into the new year. So that's what we're diving into in this episode. But before anything, make sure if you haven't already, make sure you go leave a review on the Gold Biz Podcast so that I can see what you're loving the most about the episodes. And then also I do monthly giveaways. But before anything, make sure you go leave a review on the Gold Biz Podcast so that I can see what you love most about the podcast. And then also you get entered into a monthly giveaway. You can leave as many reviews as you want and get entered in every single month. So if you haven't already, go leave a review there. But diving right in. I want to start with the positives first. Not that the negatives are super negative, but let's start with highlights first, shall we? So the highlights of 2023, I have to start out strong. I have to say that I had a baby this year, which seems really crazy to think about because I also feel like he's just been here forever. And but then I also remember, no, like I just had him this year. I'm technically still like postpartum. He's only 10 months old at the time of recording this. And so I have to just say that's absolutely a highlight of my year. And he's already coming up on one year here soon. So that's wild. But with that came a lot of like new obstacles that the transition from one to two kids was so much easier than the transition from zero to one, which is crazy. But I would say that transition itself was so much easier. But work-wise, it was more to navigate because I could juggle work and having one baby, but then juggling work and having two babies was different for some reason. I don't know if like two babies is like man-to-man coverage or what work-wise or just like my brain and post my body postpartum was just different this time around. I did find that like jumping back into work was harder with two. I don't know. So that was a whole balancing came with new obstacles with running my business, but absolutely the highlight to start off 2023. Another highlight I have here was I had a lot of travel. I had a lot of vacations, girl time, family travel, which is awesome. I also like some work travel and stuff too. Like Trent and I and the kids got to go out and spend a week in Montana while I traveled to do a wedding. I got to do a lot of girls trip and bachelorette parties. And it was so fun. And honestly, like I love traveling. Like that's something I've always loved doing when I had kids. It's something I cut back a little bit on and I still do a ton of it, but I cut back on it a little bit because like I want to be home with my babies now, but it was so fun. And I feel like the kids are finally at an age where I can go travel and I don't feel as nervous about it because I know they're in good hands. I know they're old enough. So it's been a really fun year transitioning and just knowing that I'm out of that phase where I feel like I have to be super tied to like a newborn, even though Hudson, I don't know, second child, like it's just like, I felt like I knew what I was doing more. Trent was more confident in knowing both of us were just more confident in parenting. Therefore I felt more confident leaving. So I got to do a lot this year with friends and traveling to speak at events and to do that kind of thing. It was a really fun year with that. Another highlight too, is just being busy with my family. I feel like this year, we started to do more things as a family, like more fun things together that I almost feel like every single day has been so busy. Like things that used to before I was a parent would just tire me out for days. Now it's like, oh, I'm doing multiple 
of those things in one day and then to do more the next day. It's like having kids just like, I'm always on the go. I'm always on the run, but it's so fun. Like this is such a fun time in our lives that while we do have young kids that it just brings out like such a magical aspect in just daily life. Like everything about daily life just seems more special, not even more special, but more magical, I guess. Things that I would ignore or not really pay attention to or not think much of, Hazel will point out on how cool it is. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That actually really is cool. I never really took the time to stop and appreciate the beauty in it. And so I think having young kids has just been a really fun, magical time. So I do think like 2023, and I only think it's going to get more magical as the years come on here as they start to get a little older, but it's been really fun just being busy with the family. Therefore, in return though, having to really set boundaries and cut back on on work time. And what I mean by cutting back on work time is being really strict about like, I'm in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and everything outside of that, I'm not working. I'm mom. I try to like, that's the boundary I've set for myself. I do some stuff here and there at home, but that's like the boundary I've had to set in place because I physically can't like I mentally physically cannot work while I'm also trying to be a mom too. Like it's hard I get really frustrated, like easily and overstimulated. So I think just having to balance that has been good. It's been a blessing. So I do think like, I'll take that as a highlight and a, like a lesson that I've learned too, but some highlights business wise, I'm just going to like read off the list here that I have getting to speak at conferences. I spoke at conferences like the passive income conference, the 24 hour workshop, the lighted up conference. I have some fun summits coming up. I'm speaking at I got to speak on a ton of fun podcasts, which is always a fun favorite thing of mine. So I've actually gotten to do a lot this year in terms of speaking. And I know that I'm missing some in there and just educating and teaching and just business wise too. Another thing is my coaching program. I am just blown away at what God has done in this program for me. Like this idea that I had for myself to, to create this coaching program. Honestly, like I give all the glory to God of like where this has gone and everything that has come of it, the blessings the lessons, the failures, like everything about it, I would say very few and far between failures. Like this has been a very big blessing program, like welcoming in so many new students just through this 12 month program and like seeing all of their wins and results too on a weekly basis and just see like where they're at, what results are coming for them and their business, like, and seeing not only their businesses change, but their lives change. And then not only their lives, but how it's impacting their families. It's been a huge blessing. So I always feel like anytime I'm talking about highlights, successes and wins, my coaching program's always up there because how can it not just being able to serve other people through it and then seeing them and how it's blessing their lives. I always say like, I don't want to take credit for it. Like, yes, I'm guiding and helping people be able to get those things. But anytime someone comes to me with these big wins, I'm like, yes, maybe I helped you and guided you through that, like to get there. And maybe I gave you and planted the the seed and the idea to get there. And I told you the strategy to get there. You did that yourself. I always say like, you are the one that made it happen. So I always love to encourage and like cheer on all of those wins because I think it's awesome. And then even another highlight too, is just adding new coaching resources into my product suite, creating new shop things to put in my shop for students and just being able to grow the resources and expand the resources that I have to offer people. That's always a big highlight too. I love being able to do that. The last one that I have here for my highlights is that I get to be snowbirds. We get to be snowbirds at the age of 30 and go winter in Florida. 
because we live in Wisconsin. It is cold as balls here. And I hate the cold. Like Trent and I both are not winter people. You would think for living in Minnesota, Wisconsin, we would do like snowboarding, skiing, snowmobiling, any of that. You would think we would take advantage of it. Nope, I don't like it. I'm a baby when it comes to being cold. And so I would say a huge highlight for us is that we get to go do this month long and it's gonna be like a month and a half down there. I call it a sabbatical because really the only thing I'm gonna be cutting back on work a ton. The only thing I'm really doing is staying present in my coaching program. Cause again, like that's what brings me so much joy and I love that. And I don't think I could take a month and a half away from my coaching students and just my coaching program in general. That's truly like what gives me life. I love it so much. And so that would be the highlight that I would say that we get to do again this year. So many highlights, so many highs. I wanted to start off the the episode here going with those because I now want to dive into like failures and lessons just so that I can be transparent and honest with just what this year's looked like for me. Because let's be real, like having a second baby, it's been different. Like this has been a year unlike any year I've ever experienced in my career, good things and also failures and lessons too. So I do think it's important to talk about because I don't ever want someone to look at me and be like, she's got it all together. She knows exactly what she's doing because I always say this, my brand in general, I like to be upbeat. I like to be positive. I like to make people feel warm and welcomed and invited and just feel good, right? Like a positive space. But I don't want that to be translated and mixed with like toxic positivity, like in the sense where like everything's rainbows and sunshines, because like it's not. And although I am an extrovert, I have like a bubbly personality, I also have a very chill side as well. And so I'm not always just like, positive, bubbly, everything's amazing all the time either. Like I'm also very just chill and laid back. And I also want to be transparent in just like what's worked for me and what hasn't worked for me this year. So my failures and lessons section, number one, I have, it's okay for teams to be evolving and changing. This one's a big one for me this year, you guys, because last year Trent quit his job to come full-time work in my business which has been a blessing and has been so amazing. Like it's been good, but I'm not saying it's been all rainbows and butterflies. Like again, like we were saying. And also I ran into a lot of things this year with my team. It's almost like when you get in a groove of things start feeling good, you get it down and then boom, everything changes. It's almost like growing up with babies and toddlers. As soon as you get a routine down, things switch up. And I feel like that's what happened to me in my personal life this year with having a baby and in my business with team roles switching and people coming in and off and just everything transitioning. And even just the consistency that I've been able to commit this year. I'm someone who by nature is very dedicated, very motivated into my business. And I felt like I couldn't give my business my all this year not saying I was like slacking by any means, but just compared to what I'm used to, like my work all the time thing, I had to set boundaries because I all of a sudden I had another baby. I had two kids. I was trying to balance because what quickly happened was I was trying to be super mom. I was also trying to do the things I would normally do in my business that I realized I can't really do anymore. And that resulted me in feeling like I'm failing at my business. I'm failing at being a mom. I'm failing at being a wife. I'm failing at being a Christian, a good friend, a daughter, a sister, like just a good person. Like not that I was felt like I was a bad person, but there's so many areas in our life that demand and feel like they demand hundred percent of our effort and time and energy at, at all hours that it's, it was 
draining. And it made me realize I had to reevaluate some stuff and where I'm putting my energy and set boundaries around them. That's why I was able to get an office and have some work, work life and home separation where when I'm in the office, I'm here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I am working. When I'm at home, I am mom. Those boundaries get blurred a little bit. Naturally, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm perfect and I never work when I'm at home. Trent would also laugh in my face and, and tell me otherwise too. I'm just being honest, but that's my goal. Like that's the goal of the boundary that I'm trying to set for myself. And I try to stick by and I try to be present, but going back to like the team changing thing too, is running a business. Also, you have to make hard decisions. Like there was things that happened where team members had to step back and then I had to find new team members and then the training process with that. And then they left and we had to figure out and also making really hard business decisions. Like sometimes you have to sit down and be a big girl, put on your big girl SEO pants and say like, is this actually working? Is this reflecting in my data? Is this actually bringing income generating activity? And if ultimately the answer is no, then it's ultimately the proof is in the pudding. Like it's in the data. You need to listen to that. But there's been hard decisions I've had to make this year of like people I've worked with that I loved so much, but just to be like, I just don't think the way we are working together or the way this is shaking out, a lot of it's on me. I always take responsibility for anything like that, that like maybe it's not working and just having those hard conversations and just knowing that you have to do what's best for you too. And knowing that it's okay for your team to be involving and changing. I also had someone, a marketing manager come onto my team who she's incredible. She's amazing kicking butt. And so it's just knowing that it's always evolving and always changing. You can always just take a look at it and look at how you can better it versus feeling like it's just bogging you down. Because I do feel like there was so much change happening this year that it was hard for me to get a groove. That's where like solid SOP SOPs are to be a good thing set in place for your business, but life happens and that's not always the case. So just knowing that it's okay to be changing and evolving. I'm interrupting my own episode to give you a quick glimpse into my signature coaching program created for established photographers wanting to double to quadruple their prices, book their highest package, and bring in inquiries consistently. This is my high-level container of go-to photographers who are making huge waves in the industry. And the biggest difference in this program is that we get a full 12 months together for deep dive transformation, weekly coaching call support, four coaches in the program to deep dive into specific topics and a content retreat all included in one program. And I always say, if you can book one extra wedding from your year in the program together, you're going to see your ROI and it's just the weekly norm wins for my students. So I'm fully confident that you're going to be able to do that and way, way more. And this is an application, phone call and acceptance process only type of program. So if you are curious if this is the right next steps for you to just blow up your business this year, you can fill out the application at racheltrexler.com slash apply or get the link in the show notes. I'll be in touch shortly after you fill it out so that we can talk through together if this is the right fit for you. I'm very honest with people and I want this to be a great fit for everyone involved. That's just my heart behind the way I do this process. And I also think that's why my students just see so much success in this program. So don't just be an information consumption overload this year. I want you to be an action taker and start implementing change into your business. So again, if this feels aligned to you, fill out the application at racheltraxler.com slash apply to apply for my passion to profit coaching program. 
And then failure in lesson number two is I have block out time for yourself and specific tasks to stay true to it. So This one kind of looked like setting boundaries and times for myself and keeping those promises to myself. So for example, I'm working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like Thursdays are my podcast days. Wednesdays are my coaching days. And I I stick to those schedules. If I put in my calendar, I need, I'm going to get to the office by 7.30. My butt better be in the office by 7.30. And that's for no one else, but for me, because when I make promises to myself, I'm putting confidence in myself that I can do it. And it's almost like you have to be your own team. And I love team aspect. I grew up a dancer and then I was on dance team and I just love team aspect, everything that when you're working by yourself, when you're an entrepreneur, you cut, maybe you have other people that work with you of a team, but if you're a one woman show, like you are your team and you have to keep promises to yourself and keep those. So if I said I was going to work out today, this is an example I've not worked out. (laughs) I'm like just getting back into the groove of possibly starting a workout routine. But for example, if I told myself I was going to work out today, I better work out today and keep that promise to myself. It just helps build confidence and stick true to that. And the more you can do that, the more trust you're going to build with yourself. And I felt that I needed to create a lot more trust and confidence in myself and keeping those promises to myself this year, because I would say to myself and other people, I'm going to do this. And then something would come up at home or something would come up where I couldn't do it. And at the end of the day, you also have to give yourself grace too. Like you won't do everything perfectly. You won't. And so giving yourself grace and knowing like, did you try? Did you stick to it the best you could? Then that's okay. Like there's always tomorrow. You can be better tomorrow with it. And just knowing that it's okay to give yourself some grace with that too. Number three with my failures and lesson is I have mastery. And what I mean by this is getting laser focused on what I offer, how I offer it, what my unique approach is, and also just like how much I'm offering too, because something that I see a lot of people do is try something an offer and then for like a month. And if it doesn't work, try another one and add another one on. And I wanted to get super laser focused on like my one thing. Like, what am I known for? I want to be known for my group coaching program. And I want it to be like the go-to program for established photographers to come to who want to like increase their pricing and book consistently, book their highest package, grow their team, scale their business. Like that's what I want. If I stick true to that, If I were to say, oh, it's not really working. What do I need to do? I need to panic, do something else. And then I put all my time and energy into creating something new that's taking away from what I want to master. And so the same thing goes for your photography services. Maybe you want to be an elopement photographer specifically, but then you're not getting elopement inquiries. Instead of like panicking and going and be like, okay, well, I'll offer a discount for weddings or I'll offer a discount here. I'll just, I'll start doing more family sessions to supplement or something like that. Nothing wrong with any of those things, but it's taking away from the mastery that you want to do. So I did feel like I had not an identity crisis, but almost like a, what am I going to do? Like, what do I really want to do this year? What direction do I want to take things? And I had to evaluate. And that's just something I feel like other people could relate to, too, because I also see it in a lot of photographers, too, of not mastering their one specific like signature offer in the way that they're presenting it and doing it. And I felt like I related that to that this year, too. So that was like a failure and lesson that I have. And number four is dealing with unhappy clients. Not going to lie, like this happens to all of us. Like 
won't be, it wasn't the first time. It's not going to be the last. I did feel like it happened to me like two or three times this year where not that they were, I had a couple that were like, not one was for sure unhappy. One just wanted a couple changes. And then I felt like our turnaround time just wasn't as quick as it normally was just with the process of like the editing process that I had going on this year. And this one is tough because it happens no matter how long you're in business, you could be doing this for another 20 years and it's going to happen again. And I love talking about client experience. And I also want to like, that's my thing, but I also want to put it in your ear that you can have a an amazing client experience and do all these things and really connect with people and like go above and beyond. And sometimes things just, they might just not be happy with certain things. And I, as much as like it will bum you out, you also have to look like put on your big girl pants and say like, I'm a service-based provider. Like how can I look and reflect at this whole situation? What was delivered, how it was delivered, what happened and dissect it and know how can I make this better? How can I prevent it from happening in the future? And then also, how can I make it right? And sometimes people sit in it and feel a little more hurt than others. And I do feel like people who are in the photography space for because they're creatives and because of the artistry of it, I do feel like those those people tend to feel a little more deeply when this happens. Whereas if you are a little bit more business mind, like just mindset driven, which is how I have like definitely shifted into this, but I also like got into it for the people and I love the people aspect of it. So I look at it as I don't take it as personal as I used to, because I just say, okay, how can I make it better? How can we make this right? How can we move forward from it and try not to take it as personal? But I also, it doesn't cut me deep when personal jabs are taken. What cuts me deep is that someone might not be happy and I didn't maybe serve someone or I couldn't serve someone more. So I don't know if that's relatable to anyone listening. I just, I want to be able to serve someone. And if anyone ever felt like they weren't hundred percent served or they didn't feel happy with it, like that's, I think what makes me sad. And just knowing that dealing with unhappy clients is going to happen it's probably not the first and it's not going to be the last. I hate to say that. It totally could be. Like maybe you're on a perfect record, but it, and it could be little things too. It's not like the whole thing. There's always room for improvement. But I would say like that was a failure and a lesson that I had this year and 11 years in business. And here I am dealing with a situation like that this year. And it, as much as it cuts you deep, you also have to evaluate and figure out how can I make it right and make it better for that situation the best possible way I can and love and serve on on that specific situation? And then also, how can I make it better in the future? I'm a big believer in that. And that's also why I love client experience so much too, is because as a service-based provider, it comes back on you. It totally comes back on you. There might be some things that you don't agree with that you can totally combat and say, well, this is why this happened, or this is the reason these shook out like this. Absolutely, we could but you shouldn't because again, take it upon yourself to take the responsibility, make it right, make it better and move on. So that was something that I was dealing with that maybe you've been dealing with too, or you've dealt with in the past, or you might deal with in the future. And so hopefully that little tidbit helps. And then my last one is I just, I came up with like three different things and they all started with the letter F. So I called them, I coined it the three F's and it's faith, family, and friends. And I put this under my failures and lessons because I'm a self-improvement person. Like I always think that there's room for growth. And so the reason I put faith, family, friends under my failures and lessons is that 
I think I just want to create more boundaries and deeper connections and making sure like I had a post-it note on my wall at my old office and it said like connect with three friends this week, three friends that maybe I haven't talked to in months. And I got away from that. And I also don't want to like lose that insight either. Like faith, family, and friends are the three most important things to me. They are the core root of my value and my why. Like if you were to take what I do and take it deep, deep down rooted into my absolute mission, like that's it. The very, very root is always faith for me, but then it's family and friends like right above that. And so that to me, not that I feel like a failure or I feel like I need super improvement on it, but I'm always, I always want improvement and I always want to be a better Christian. I always want to be a better wife, a better sister, daughter, and I always want to be a better friend. And so that to me, it's hard. And I think we can relate to this too, running a business and also trying to be those things because sometimes our business consumes us as our identity and we should not allow that to happen. And sometimes we make decisions where we put our businesses before the things that actually matter. And there's a time and place for that. And that happens sometimes. And I totally get that. I support that. I understand it. Your people should understand that too. But I always want to make sure my faith, my family, and my friends are the absolute root and foundation of my entire life and that my business comes second. And with feeling a little behind this year or feeling like boundaries were broken by my own self, I feel like I didn't have the best balance that I normally would have with that. And so again, I don't think I terribly failed or anything, but I just think that's always something that I love to like look at and improve. And then leading into the next final section is just what I'm going to be bringing into 2024 with me. That was just a quick like recap reflection on 2023 for me, the good, the highlights of the maybe things I need to work on. What I'm bringing into 2024, number one is new SOPs for new team roles. And I'm just hoping I love my team the way it is right now. Like this is really awesome. Awesome, but I also think there's always ways to improve on workflows, SOPs, all of those things. And so I want to dive even deeper with that with my team this year so that in return, I can be even more hands-off because even though I'm all about outsourcing, all about letting my team members do it, there's certain things I'm like, oh, I like, or I'll just do myself. I want to be as hands-off with tedious, like back-end tasks that my team members are so good at and like it's their area of expertise that I want to create that. So I'm bringing that into 2024 and I want to create more, hopefully just to like make it all better. And then number two is mastery again. Like I want to dive back into mastery. I'm planning on just upgrading and and renewing and just revamping my coaching program to even make it better. Just like on the back end side of things, like adding new videos and adding new trainings, lessons, the way I'm running it. I love, I always tell my students, I said, I always say, let me know if anything's missing. Let me know what gaps need to be filled, what the process was like on you, because I always love to make it better. Like I said, I want this to be like the go-to coaching program for photographers. And I want everyone that comes into this program to have a clear, they leave me like, you need to go do that. Like this is what it did for my business, which I do feel like happens for all my students. I just, again, I love making things better. And I love like always moving things to the next level. Like 
I love, cool, I got here. I want to get here. I feel like that's just such an entrepreneur mindset, which is good. I'm a dreamer. I'm an Enneagram type seven. Like I want to do this. Like I want to keep going with it. And then number three that I'm going to bring into 2024 again is boundaries. Again, boundaries. I broke boundaries with myself a little bit more than I usually have this year. And so again, giving myself grace because I had a baby this year and I've had transitioned into two kids and two babies. So moving into 2024, I want to create even stricter boundaries for myself. See if I can really implement and get something like really good and solid in place. And then hopefully come to come back to the podcast and do an episode for it. Because I think I could do like a work-life balance boundaries episode like every other week. And I feel like something would be different with it. I feel like it's something that no one ever 100% perfects. You are never... 100% good at it, like 100% have it down, but we're always trying. We're always evolving and changing and trying to make ourselves better for our businesses, for our families, for our lives, and all of that too. So those are my highlights, my failures, and my lessons for 2023. Let me know if you resonated with any of these. I'm really hoping so. And just know that you're doing awesome. Like I really hope 2023 was as awesome of a year for you as it it was for me, even along with all the trials and the failures and lessons. Like failures are awesome. So if you're listening to this thinking, I didn't have the best year. Like this was not my year. Honestly, that's a beautiful thing. I can look at past years and be like, yeah, I've had those years too. Actually, 2023 might might have been one for me. Like, I don't know. Looking back, those are beautiful years because it opens up your brain and your mind into things that you didn't realize that you needed to do that now you're going to do that it's going to make your business better, whether that's getting help from someone else or figuring out what you need to do for yourself. And so just know that if it wasn't your year this year, if things took a dip in your business, it's a beautiful thing too. If it was an amazing year for you, that's a beautiful thing. How can you keep that momentum going? And also just prepping yourself that like, enjoy it because you might have a year that it it flip-flops. So whatever the year looked like for you, I hope you had a really blessed one. And I really hope you liked this episode and just hanging out and chatting with me too. So if you liked this one, make sure to screenshot it and share it to your stories and tag me at Rachel Traxer so I can know that you are relating to any of this too. And I really hope you love this episode. I appreciate you so much for listening. As always, keep shining and we'll see you next time.